Hi, this is Lillian. I'm here with April from Holistic Horseworks. And today we're going to talk about why horses spook at the same things over and over. So why do horses spook at the same things? Well, I have a couple of diagnostic head videos on my YouTube channel about what's really going on with the horse's head. And what happens is when the horse takes a head trauma or as a young foal pulls back when they're being halter trained or trained to tie, when the bones are so soft, that halter comes up behind the occiput and ears and grabs the occiput and jams it down and forward. This compresses your hypothalamus. Eventually, you might see some symptoms of Cushing, uveitis, all of those. But when you look at your horse, um, go up to your horse's head and you can lift the chin a little bit like you're actually going to kiss them on the nose and look at their eyes. You'll see one's pointing off one direction and one's pointing off like way out to the side, like they couldn't even be, you know, symmetrical in the head. And what that affects is the horse's depth perception and how much they can see. So I've had a lot of riders that they have an older horse right about the time the brain's really good and, you know, they can ride them and the, and the rider's older and the horse will spook and they'll fall off and hurt their shoulder or their hip. And they're like, we ride by that same thing every day. I, I said, well, notice, is it always when it's on the left side or the right side? Because it means the vision on that side is impaired and the horse will turn his head and all of a sudden and see with the other eye, that rock or log or barrel or whatever it is, or mailbox. And with the near eye, it couldn't focus on it and didn't see it. So anything that jumps into view all of a sudden has to be like predator. So they're going to jump. It wasn't there a minute ago. I've also noticed some horses that had high loads of parasites in the past. Um, I had asked my vet about it. And he looked at the horse's eyes because she always spooked. You could ride her on narrow fall off and die trails if she was falling. But if she was in front, she'd see something up to the left about 30 yards off and she'd shoot backwards and there was nothing he could do to stop her. And I had done MSM sterile eye drops in her eyes because a vet said she had floaters in her eyes from uh, like an ivermectin worming when the parasite load was so high in the horse's body, they were in the eyes and then the wormer kills it. So it was interesting that after a month of doing that, the MSM cleared her vision and you could ride her in front after that. But that's what got me into looking at the vision, the eyes, the set of the head. And when we do my level three cranial decompression and we actually manually move those bones, um, people notice that their horse will ride on a loose rein with their head down, barely even looking at anything anymore because they can focus on things in their environment. When we work on the horses, we notice that one eye might be nearsighted and one eye might be farsighted. And you try trying to focus on something if you're a sporting or a venting horse on how far away the jump is, how far away that barrel is. You're like, we practice this all the time. Why do I have to cue my horse when to start the turn? You know, and if I doesn't, he knocks over the barrel because they don't have any depth perception and they lose their peripheral vision. So it's the lacrimal bone that holds the orbit of the eye that shifts when the horse is doing this sit down, pull back. And then if they can't get away and the new knotted rope halters that have no give, more damage is done. 
And when you see the horse sit down and pull in that fight or flight struggle, they have all their weight, whether it's a three-month-old foal or a 15-year-old horse. And once they have that pain up there, oh, yeah, he always pulls back. Well, then we need to address that. And we pull that occiput back up. And it's really interesting. We kind of reset the ears and the ears attached to the top of the TMJ. So when we get the TMJ moving correctly, there's less dental floating that's needed. So it actually saves the horse's teeth. When we've done a level three session on a horse's head, the vet will just need to like take down a little hook or point. They don't have to have the power tools every year. So doing the whole cranial session more than just spooking is all about your horse's teeth and health and how they chew as well, being able to masticate their food and grinding sideways in a circle. So um, your diagnostics is you can put a treat in your hand. So the horse puts his nose down and look at the eyes from that angle as well as each cheekbone. So the other thing that this affects is how heavy your horse is on one rein. The eye and the cheekbone and the nostril, you'll see it as well, that are lower on that side. Everything's dropped on that side from when the horse pulls back, sits down and leans to one side. I know a lot of people have seen that. It pulls all the bones down on one side, what also pulls the TMJ joint down. So when that horse is heavier on that rein, if you actually take a tape measure and measure from exactly in the middle where the um, mane is, at where the bridle goes all the way down to each lip line, you'll notice that one side lip line is a half inch to an inch lower. And when you bit up the horse, you'll notice more wrinkles on that side. Well, until you can do the cranial work, if you get a three-piece bit or something that's a little bit more flexible in their mouth, they'll be able to actually respond to the bit in competition. You'll notice that the side that's lower is the side that's going to be the spooky side. So you ride out on a trail and he doesn't spook going out or he spooks on the way back in at a certain rock. So start paying attention when your horse is spooking what side it's on. And then also look at the cheekbones, the nostrils, that side is going to have more hooks and waves for the dentist or the vet to have to float down as well. So I do have a $60 DVD to start learning about cranial sacral and what you can do about it at home. I do have a level two program where we get a little bit deeper into that. And in the hands-on classes, we actually teach you in level three, how to manually adjust and move all those bones and bring up some of that damage. What we've noticed is the horses that had quite a few horses that the vet was going to remove the eye for uveitis. And we did our program and the vet said, well, I don't know what happened, but he no longer has uveitis, which is an inflammation in the eye. And we don't need to remove the eye anymore. So that's the best feedback I've ever heard from my clients. Um, not spooking, not falling off. They get to keep the horse longer while he has a good brain. Um, 50 to $100 dental tune-up instead of 200 to 300 There's just so many things that are being missed about the horse's head and how important it is to the whole body. The TMJ, you know, helps to balance the hind end. The sphenoid helps your stifles. I mean, everything is connected. The other issue on the horses that spook, which is an indicator of all this cranial, 
is you might start to see IR come up, insulin resistance, Cushing's, heaves, autoimmune issues. You can look on my cranial sacral page on my Holistic Horseworks website. You can even Google cranial sacral for humans because autoimmune and allergies is one of the first things that you will notice usually three to four years after severe head trauma in the horse. And this is what we address in my level three class. So I hope you'll join us and I hope you will check out my cranial videos on my YouTube channel, Holistic Horseworks.